Hello, good people, and welcome back to Discarded. I'm your host, Jennifer Brantley, attorney, entrepreneur, military spouse, the list goes on. But I think you and I are going to become really great friends. And that's because, like so many of you, I wear a lot of hats, okay? And that's a good thing because I do like a good hat. What I want to do with the Discarded Podcast is share with you a few things that I believe. And what I believe is that you may have been scarred, you may have been bruised, but your story isn't over yet. And in fact, your story is whatever you say it is. But first, you have to let some things go. So let's do that together and one step at a time. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Discarded. Now, most of my steady listeners know that I operate this podcast and my gajillion other ventures under the umbrella of More Than a Mrs. And if you've really been with me since the beginning, you know that this moniker came about as I made the transition from single attorney in Atlanta to traveling nomad, military wife, and more. Um, But the thought is that we women are so much more than the categories people try to box us into. You're more than a career woman, a sister, a wife, a cousin, a homemaker, co-worker, even a friend. We are multifaceted beings and we deserve to be perceived and treated as such. So for me, that's encapsulated in the phrase more than a Mrs. Because I'm more than a Mrs. and you are too. And with that said, of course, you should surround yourself with people who are of the same mind. And that's why I'm elated to talk to today's guest. She definitely fits the bill of more than a Mrs. And you'll hear more about that in just a second. But our guest today is Tamika Harris. She retired from the Air Force in 2019, but continues to serve in a myriad of other ways alongside her active duty spouse, who, by the way, is also nearing the end of his military career. You're almost to the finish line, Tamika. I know you're excited about that. Uh, (laughs) Together, she and her husband share two children, a 16-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. But don't get it twisted. Retirement has not seen Tamika slow down. She is the proud owner of a venture called Colonels & Co., but her road to launching herself fully into her company was one that required some intense introspection and one of my favorite activities, jumping off of cliffs. Not real cliffs, that is, that's (laughs) proverbial cliffs. (laughs) So we're going to talk today about her journey, um, about jumping off of cliffs and how it's applicable to your life, dear listener, regardless of whether you're a business owner or not. With that said, welcome, Tamika. I'm so glad to have you here. Is there anything in your bio that I left out that you might like to highlight or add in? 
Um, I think you did a great job of introducing me, almost like better than I could have written it myself. <laughs> so thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I think you really hit everything, honestly, at this point. So Perfect. Awesome. Well, let's start near the beginning, um, or I guess the end of your military career. Mm-hmm. You're, you told me about your transition from the military to the civilian sector, and I think you said it was a pretty seamless transition. How mm-hmm. did you, or how would you say that you actually prepared for the transition from military life to civilian life? I think that's a question a lot of people, when they're kind of making that transition face, you know, how can I do this? Um, and how can I do it almost seamlessly? Yeah, I honestly, it, it's just a blessing. I mean, yeah. I couldn't even name it any other way other than a blessing. So I did um, begin preparing about 12 to 18 months prior. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, they set us up as far as transition assistance programs. And um, they have a new program where you can actually uh, fellowship, go on a fellowship and work with a local civilian business. So I jumped on that opportunity. Um, I do have my master's in um, HR. So that gave me a a step ahead. I was able to um, work with um, a pretty big corporation in Mm -hmm. Vegas, um, right in the HR department. So I walked right out the door and had a job with them immediately. Um, So that was a a, a blessing. Um, So right after that, um, I... It was difficult as far as um, the camaraderie and Mm -hmm. the people. So it, it wasn't a great fit. <laughs> so needless to say, I did resign out of that position within about 90 days or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but again, I sat down a little bit, just try to make sure I had my mind. Because it, it can be a challenge. You don't yeah. necessarily have to walk right out the military after 20 plus years. This is all I've known since I was 17. Um, so I probably did jump into things a little bit too quick, but... Thankfully, um, I had another opportunity after that, after I relaxed about six months and I went to work with a nonprofit um, doing exactly what I love, my passion, um, helping people, helping other military members transition into the civilian sector and guiding them on that journey, them and their families. Um, So that worked out for a while. And then, of course, the pandemic hit um, and my husband ended up getting orders. So it it just kind of worked out. It itself. I didn't have a job, but it was time to start packing up and moving over here. Um, But yeah, um, like I said, seamless, uh, worked out well, so many different opportunities that the military offers for us to, you know, hold our hand as we go back into the civilian sector. So I can't complain at all. Well, that's awesome. I think you said something that caught my attention, which was Um, That even though you were blessed with this opportunity right out, that maybe you shouldn't have moved so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to highlight that because I think so often we feel like we do have to move quickly and that we have to jump on opportunities um, and we don't take the time to. I'm not saying this is what happened with you, but Mm -hmm. just in general to be still and make sure that we're doing things that truly align with, with our purpose and our passion. And it sounds like you may come to the realization pretty quickly, 90 days. I think I said, wow, when you said that number, Mm -hmm. because so many other people, they get so stuck on this idea of stability that they don't leave a situation that is not serving them. So kudos to you for realizing and not just realizing, but doing something about it. (laughs) 
Yes, ma'am. It, I'm telling you, I, it, after 20 years, it's like you've given so much. So in mm-hmm. your next chapter, what exactly do you want to do for yourself? Girl, I got my little stapler and my chalkboard and just left. I just had to go. <laughs> I was like, it's time for me to, you know, like you said, just be still and figure out yeah. what next, what exactly is my purpose. And again, that's when that nonprofit opportunity came up where I was able to do what was fulfilling for myself and my family. Yeah. And so how did you realize, I guess, what your purpose truly was or what your passion was? Was this something that you kind of always knew, helping people, serving others that you were really into? Is it something that developed over the course of your military career? Or I guess maybe during the span of that six months where you were still, is that when you kind of had the epiphany? Like, no, you know, HR, I thought I'd be helping uh, people, but I'm not really passionate about what I was doing in this instance. But I think that this nonprofit might be be a better mm-hmm. fit. Yeah. So, of course, HR is still assisting people. Um, it just wasn't fulfilling as far as uh, the, f- the people that I needed to do <laughs> to serve. Um, yeah. So it was just a little bit different aspect of it. But I would say, honestly, throughout my military career, because that was that's just what we do, whether you're a, you know, a junior airman or a a leader at the top, like people is your business. That's just what you do. So as a recruiter, I was a recruiter in the Air Force as well. I knew I loved it, like just watching people transition their life from a bad situation, whether um they didn't have milk, they didn't have shoes, whatever, and then coming into the military and they're able to provide for themselves and even send money back home to their family. So that was just something that just stuck with me to this day. I still have letters from my recruits that, you know, transitioned and made made a change in their life. So something along those lines had to be mm-hmm. purposeful. Mm-hmm. That's amazing that you're still getting letters to this day from people whose lives you have impacted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you went to the HR job, you went to the nonprofit, and then it was time to pack up and move overseas. Mm-hmm. And so I guess once you came over here, because for those who are not in the military community or a military spouse, specifically, it can be kind of difficult to find a job because you're moving every couple of years or every three years or so. Um, But you ended up opening a brand new venture. You ventured into the entrepreneurial side of things, (laughs) (laughs) which can be scary in itself. Mm -hmm. But tell us about how did you arrive at the decision to kind of do this thing for yourself, um, to open your own company and really be your own boss? Yes. So when I did arrive here, I was, again, I'm telling you, blessings continuously fall out of the sky. Amen. Um, It's just, I'm telling you. Um, So I did get the opportunity to um, interview and um, potentially move into a GS role um, within just mere weeks of arriving on station. So I did interview for that. Um, Honestly, during the interview, I wasn't, I just didn't feel, again, my heart wasn't there. I was like, okay, I can't see myself doing this, running home at 5 p.m., trying to make dinner, doing everything that I got out of the military not to do, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, Mm -hmm. this work-life balance thing, this mommy thing, my daughter's 10 at the time. um, I just didn't want to do it again. So I just, you know, gracefully declined. Um, 
And then I just had to sit down and think again, sit still. You said that earlier. Yes. And I just took about um, about three months. That 90 days is, is always there. It took about three months, figured out exactly what is my talent? What am I good at? Again, it's people. So um, kernels and co. <laughs> Something completely random. I have never made popcorn in my life, you guys, <laughs> ever, other than the microwave. Like, that is the extent of it. But it's dealing with people. It's something fun. It's making people happy, whether it's a hell and a farewell or a baby shower or a birthday. I just want to see people happy and be a part of that. Um, so, yeah, that's where that came from. And the name, because I'm extra, Colonels and Co., <laughs> significant from Tiffany and Co., and any of that ah. and Co. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where that came from. And I just did a lot of research, a lot of practice, took a few months to, to figure out exactly what I would need and and took off with it. <laughs> And taking off, you you definitely have. I, you guys, have sampled some of her popcorn myself. And I always <laughs> say, like, in every time I post about it, I'm like, I have never been a, a fan <laughs> of of popcorn, but I love this stuff because I'll sit down, I'll open it, and I'll eat it in one sitting. So <laughs> for, for you to have before this only done microwave popcorn, it's, it's amazing. Um, so <laughs> but so... There was something else when you talked about being in the interview and realizing as you sat there that it was not something that you wanted to do. It sounds to me like you have a pretty good spirit of discernment. Um, I I don't know. It, I'm telling you, it just came over the past several years. Previously yeah. before, and I usually say that it's because I'm 40 now. <laughs> I'm actually 41 now. But um, when I hit 40, I'm like, I am not doing anything I don't want to do. I'm not mm. being in the vicinity of people that are not feeding me. People mm-hmm. like you, you know, I just mm-hmm. need to to do what makes me happy and live this life that we're given um, to the fullest. So, Yeah. Well, that's a word in and of itself um, and something that I think we all can learn from because we get so caught up in trying to please other people and trying to live by the book, trying to look mm-hmm. good on paper. And we do all of these things that at the end of the day do not fulfill us, do not yeah. fulfill you know, the reason that we were put on this earth. And so anytime I hear someone that has reached this point where they don't really give a flip, Mm-hmm. I said flip people <laughs> in, yes. anymore. Like I have to say that's really, really admirable. And it's something that I think we all kind of aspire to. But it it definitely takes some work to get there. Mm-hmm. It, does. Um, it does. It's something I'm still working on. And you are 41 now and, <laughs> you know, have recently come to this epiphany that you're not going to do or surround yourself with things that do not serve you. So I think that that's we're taking a note about listeners. I hope you're taking notes as we go along because you're getting some really good stuff here. But okay, so we've talked about making this move, um, realizing that the nine to five thing was not it for you and yes. seeking the flex- flexibility of having your own gig. But let's talk about some of the barriers you encountered as you began that process, because I'm I'm sure that there were some some kind of barriers that you mm-hmm. encountered. Um, I always say, you know, being a military family might present some unique challenges, but even absent that, irrespective of that, I'm sure that there are some things that you encountered. What are some mm-hmm. challenges you might say someone maybe in a similar position might encounter in starting their own business? Um, I think as 
more so for over here, um, mm-hmm. just understanding how <laughs> the difference is between a U.S. Um, small business and you know standing up or startup in the UK Mm -hmm. um, as far as uh, whether it's a website or your inspection um, with a local council doing a health inspection um, what certifications I need to have it's it's a lot and you cannot do it on your own so I'm so grateful for um, again people like you um, the small business community over here um, just sharing information because you don't know where to start. I don't, I didn't know where to start and I still don't know what I'm doing. Honestly, (laughs) I figure it out as I go. I had someone recently asked me if I can be their mentor. I was like, girl, we can be each other's mentor because I'm still figuring it out on the fly. Um, But yeah, definitely the, the UK standards versus the U S whether it's taxes or um, websites or anything like that. Yeah. And you, you keep saying things that kind of pull me off on these tangents because (laughs) Well, one, this was actually my next question. You talked mm-hmm. about being glad that when you started, you kind of had people around you who were uh, really a support system. Yeah. And that was my question. Like, how did you build a support system? Um, or do you feel like you already had a pretty solid one ready made? And then after that question, I'm going to have to repeat it. But mm-hmm. this idea that someone asked you to be their mentor and you're like, no, we can we can yeah. be each other's mentors. We can work together, work <laughs> yes, together ma'am. being so the key phrase. So <laughs> go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's that's a hundred percent. Like I I'm telling you, we're we can literally figure it out together. Um because yeah. I'm not gonna take credit for things that I've learned from other people along the way. Mm-hmm. But the support system, I mean, I had only been on a station, been here in the UK for about um what, four months, we were still waiting for household goods as I stood up, a, you know, start up a business. Yeah. But it was just simply supporting other people, just talking to them, just making those connections. Networking is a huge thing. You learn that as we transition and even throughout your military career. Um, but just talking to other people and just being there for them, supporting their business. Like, I don't have to be at the, the forefront and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to give you this so I can get that. Um, just being there for them and giving them advice and support as well and sharing their information, whatever they were doing within their small, small business as well. Um, and then I forget what you said, the mentor. Yeah. Well, no. Well, I was going into this idea of collaboration and oh, yeah, yeah. like, I love how authentic you are because you didn't hold yourself out to be a SME, like a subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. You were honest and authentic about where you were. Um, so I was just highlighting that, but I, I mean, it makes me think about this idea of competition um, mm-hmm. that exists among small businesses and just in our everyday lives, really, with coworkers, even with family members, you can find yourself yeah. in competition with others. And um, so when you say collaboration and that there's a small business, mm-hmm. uh, that it's the tri-based small business co-op over here, um, that just came to my, like make me think you know why is there this perception that competition is is even necessary because it doesn't sound like that's the way that you operate Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm so grateful for that group as well um that was actually one of my first um 
big collaborations with my my business. So mm-hmm. we had an active duty member that had a small business, still has one. He's he's soon to retire within a couple of months. Nice. But um, he makes seasonings and he was like, hey, what if I made seasonings for your popcorn? I was like, "Uh, yeah, let's Ooh. do it. I don't know how I would put it on there, but let's figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Again, I don't know, but let's figure it out. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that was one of the first collaborations. And I loved that group ever since then I was like for you to just welcome this random person in that said hey I'm making popcorn <laughs> I've been on station I don't have a couch yet but hey let's let's do this um yeah collaborations uh cooperation I just I think we're ingrained with competition from childhood yeah. for instance my mom is the legal guardian right now of my nephew and he just started flag football um and he's lost every single game (laughs) for the last month. (laughs) So I'm like, just let him know it's a fun thing. It doesn't have to necessarily be you lost, you're a loser, and he takes that on, you know? Um, Things can be fun as well. You learn from it and you get better. So every time he plays, he should get better. Same thing with us. I don't understand why everything has to be about competition um, in a negative light. But that's the way it was in the military as well. You compete for promotion. You compete mm. for um, what have you. And I think that's why I knew it was time for me to go. As mm-hmm. much as I had done, as much as I was taking care of my people, my airmen, it was still a competition. And I'm not, I'm too grown. <laughs> I'm too grown for this. Um, in short, honestly. Um, but yeah, even locally here since the startup, um, I've run into the uh, another person here makes popcorn and when I started this again it's something for f- fulfilling I didn't think right. that oh there only be one popcorn maker here <laughs> in yeah. the local area there's tons of bow makers there's tons of what have you um but just take your product and improve upon it or take me as I don't know we could collaborate and make different mm-hmm. things I don't make all mm-hmm. the same popcorn that you do or um, we should push each other. I don't know. I Everything yeah. I see, I'm like, oh, wow, they make a spicy one. I don't have a spicy one yet, but that's on my agenda once I get through these big <laughs> events. Um, so I, I just feel like sometimes it doesn't have to be in a negative light. Compete right. to be better or to improve yourself or others. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I agree with the, the thought that we're kind of taught or it's ingrained in us to be competitive. It's ingrained in us to mm-hmm. want to win there you know there's this whole concept of it's you know not a good thing to be a quote-unquote loser Mm -hmm. but I guess the question is and I think you answered it really should we want to win at the expense of others who are on journeys similar to our own and Mm -hmm. you know the answer to that is no like you said it shouldn't be at the expense of someone else in lieu of being like this true competition there can only be a monopoly or I'm the only person Mm -hmm. that can do this it should be more of a okay I'm filling this gap, you fill that gap, or even if we're doing the same thing, different people, different strokes for different folks, like different yeah. things that attracts them to us, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, exa- yeah. And so I also feel like, you know, having this kind of competitive mindset can negatively impact not only our rivals, quote unquote, but also ourselves mm-hmm. um, or negatively impact our own businesses. We have to be really careful about how we're perceived by others. Do you agree with that? Does that make sense? <laughs> what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Yes, because honestly, 
if you're so I I encountered this person because I wanted the spicy popcorn. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, hey, can I buy the spicy popcorn? Basically. Oh, you were supporting and, them. Yes, absolutely. I tried to. Yeah. So without them knowing who I was, the other popcorn maker, um, they said, hey, yeah, you should try this. This is authentic. Not like mm-hmm. another person that's making it um, out of a, a fake machine or something to that extent. Mm. I was like, oh, like me? <laughs> and of course, their mouth dropped. And, yeah, I um, bet. Nothing else to say. I just just walked away because I'm still a professional at the end of the day. And my morals and value, values, rather, I think, uh, speak louder than anything I can say to that person. Um, but yeah, it definitely affected me. And it still does. I'm still yeah. super nervous about this upcoming event because oh, I don't no. know if they're going to be there. But it, it's okay. It just yeah. makes me become more innovative and creative and pushes me a little bit harder my daughter is not going to see me quit (laughs) (laughs) yes I love that motivation my daughter Mm -hmm. will not see me quit and that reminds me of a meme that basically says there are people watching your journey and you're not even aware of it so yeah we're out here thinking I I love it like I have saved it on my phone I plan to post it later in the week to some of my social (laughs) social media profiles but it's so true like we're out here you know, thinking that we don't know what we're doing or we don't know what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, but there are people who see us and don't envy us, but wish us well and want to emulate us and learn from us. And we don't even know it. I love So, that. yeah, I think that's the, definitely the case with you. Um, I think that, you know, when we compete in a negative way that it reflects negatively on us. So mm-hmm. it impacts our brand. So, you know, not speaking ill of anyone but if you have this type of mindset it will trickle down into your product into your branding people will Mm -hmm. sense from you that you are not authentic um and that you're not in it for the right reasons it will be sensed and it will affect you which is why it's good to always collaboration over you know over competition and you were trying to support them and I think that's really really admirable and and hopefully you know they learned from that interaction if anything just to be a bit more careful with the things that they say but I'm sure it it caused some reflection as well so everything's a lesson everything's a a chance for education um so yeah don't be nervous about your upcoming event I know (laughs) it will be wonderful and if they're there I have no doubt that they will be nothing but professional and 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 polite so (laughs) but yeah so we have to guard our reputations you guys even on the job when it comes to um, competing against our co-workers make sure that you are always maintaining an aura of authenticity and kindness and professionalism in everything that you do uh, the world is so very large there's enough room for us all um, Tamika one of the examples I like to talk about is either bread companies or water companies because mm-hmm. you know we walk into the grocery store and there's like an aisle full of freaking bread yes like <laughs> bread that's it, it. it. That's it. But those companies are all successful in their own right, even though they offer the same product, because like you said, there's something unique about what they offer. There's something about their brand that attracts Susie and doesn't attract Dan. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Same thing with water. Um, You know, we can all offer the same thing. There's enough room for everyone. And it sounds like you agree. Yes, completely (laughs) agree. (laughs) 
So if what final words of advice or wisdom would you give someone listening who may be thinking about entrepreneurship, maybe struggling to find their purpose, um, or maybe they know their purpose and are struggling to put it into action, um, or even struggling with this idea of competition, just um, based upon what we've discussed so far, is are there any words of advice that you would offer to someone listening? Um, I think we covered a lot of it. Honestly, I would say just sit still, just mm-hmm. stop for a bit, whether it's, I don't know, standing in a shower for an extra five minutes or yeah. staying on a treadmill for a little bit longer, just to think, just mm-hmm. to be in your thoughts. Um, ask for help. That's something I still struggle with to this day. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to do everything on my own. Um, just ask for help. Somebody knows a different way or a quicker way or easier way or you know, a grant or something that may assist you along the way. Um, and just wait for your turn. Your turn to pop is coming. Um, and it, it takes a lot of energy to be envious or jealous of someone. It, it doesn't take a lot at all just to be helpful and just to be at peace within yourself, wherever you're at in your journey right now. Also true. I like that your turn to pop is coming. Colonel Zinko, yes. your turn to pop. I don't know if you did that on purpose. <laughs> yes, I have it on my wall. It's an entire oh, picture. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so, so much for gracing our virtual stage with your presence. It's been such a joy to talk to you um, in this way because we see each other often. But mm-hmm. if our listeners would like to connect with you further or learn more about Colonel Zinko, where can they find you? Yeah, of course. And thank you so much for having me. This is literally my first podcast. So <laughs> thank you so much. I feel like I'm grown now. Um, but they can find me on both IG, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, both handles are at Kernels and Co. It's all spelled out. K-E-R-N-E-L-S-A-N-D-O-C-O. And the website, solely for the UK at this time, is www kernelsandco.com. Well, awesome. Thank you so, so much again. I feel like you gave us a lot of great, I always use the term nuggets to kind of put in our pockets and pull out, you know, when we need them. So I hope, dear listeners, that you go back, that you you take notes, excuse me, you take notes, you reflect on these things when you're feeling low um, or when you feel like maybe you're not fulfilling your purpose. Just, Just remember, your turn to pop is coming mm-hmm. i had to say it amen <laughs> yes <laughs> thank, thank you, you thank so you so much. much thank you Ab- absolutely that wraps up yet another episode of the discarded podcast thank you so much for joining me on this journey But it doesn't have to end here. What you can do is help us to grow and help the people you know. Subscribe to Discard It wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, 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 if you like what you hear, leave a review. It only takes a moment. It's super easy. And doing things like that, subscribing, leaving a review, and even just sharing the podcast through your platform helps us get found by others. In addition, you can become a guest on Discard It by using the link in the show notes and show description to leave a voice message for us. Who knows, 
you may just hear your voice on a future episode. Join us next Friday as we discard something else on our way to making your life story a bestseller. I can't wait to grow with you.